This is the Critical Conversations podcast, a KPOV special project developed to feature unique perspectives and the courage it takes to go there, challenge mundane thought, and question the norm. James Cook, homeless advocate and on the board at Oasis Village. It's so wonderful to have you back in studio with us this morning. We haven't had you on the show since October of 2021, and then it was via Zoom. So this is much more fun. Good to be back in person. Wouldn't it be wonderful when the day comes that we don't have to have you back to discuss this topic? I'm looking forward to it. We'll find something else to talk about. Uh, Yes, we will. So first of all, a little bit about you. For the new listeners, for the new members of our listener audience, give us a little background on you and your efforts to help our unhoused neighbors. Uh, I first got involved in homelessness uh, about, well, a little over four years ago now. I ran for county commissioner and... uh, Really then, homelessness wasn't an issue in Central Oregon. Uh, The only time the issue had even come up was in a forum that the Homeless Leadership Coalition put together. And at that forum, I told them I didn't know anything about homelessness. Uh, After the election, which I lost, um, I was asked to be on their board and I said, don't you remember I told you I don't know anything about homelessness? And they said, that was the right answer. Uh, So they- But you had to learn. Yes, (laughs) they added me to the board And uh, within about a month, I was co-chair. So I went through kind of intensive education, and now after four years, I consider myself having a a bachelor's degree in homeless services, um, which means I know more than most people, but I don't have the answers, or at least not all of them. So we had you on in 2021, and you told us that the point-in-time count in January that year showed Central Oregon had over a 1,000 unhoused individuals. What exactly is the PITC, and how is it conducted? Uh, The point-in-time count is required by HUD to qualify for some of the federal funding we get. It is a terrible system for counting homelessness in our community. Nationwide, people recognize that it's a vast undercount, um, the amount we're not sure of, and there are works work underway to replace it with another more accurate count. But um, basically, volunteers, at least in Central Oregon, volunteers are going out trying to find homeless people, interview them, and find out where they spent one certain night in January. And based on their responses, we determine who qualifies as homeless under the HUD regulations, and um, how many people we manage to count. So if we don't find them, if they don't want to participate, um, they're not in the count. And since it's an all-volunteer effort and our homeless are dispersed everywhere, uh, it's really hard to come up with a good number. I was. Uh, I read an OPB article that said three thousand, even. So it's hard uh, to tell the exact. Yeah, in, in Redmond, for instance, last year, uh, the team that does most of the counting all caught COVID. Wow! So even though they extended the time frame for getting the numbers together, the count was pretty difficult. But the winter shelter that year in Redmond uh, had 189, I believe. Uh, distinct individuals that pass through the shelter there. So, you know, in Redmond, we could be talking about 300 or more people who are homeless. So the point in time count is being conducted this month, right? The last week in uh, January. Okay. And uh, the 24th through the 31st is when we'll be counting. So um, there'll be crews going out. And again, we're we're working very hard in Redmond to 
do the best job we can because we know we have some events coming up that are going to uh, displace some of the people who are out there east of town. And we want to get a good fix on what the needs are. Why didn't you talk to us about that? What's coming up? Well, we've got, in Central Oregon, we've got a few things coming up. The uh, the one that's going to probably get the most attention is Hunnell Road will be swept sometime this spring because the uh, the road is being put through. How many people do you estimate that will displace? The last thing I saw from the city was they were estimating uh, 60 camps or vehicles out there. Wow. So 60 plus people. Where will those people go? Uh, we don't have places for those people. Um, you know, there are um, a few um, places that will be open up as some of the shelters, which have been being renovated, uh, former hotels in Bend are um, open but that might add, you know, perhaps 30 spaces. Uh, the the shelter, the sorry, Shepherd's House's shelter has a capacity of 100 people. And during the cold weather, fortunately, the, the city allows some exceptions to that. So they're usually at or over capacity. In Bend, our shelter at Mountain View Fellowship has a capacity of 30, and they've had up to 35 during the winter. So, you know, we don't have shelter spaces, we don't have housing, uh, and we really don't have adequate services to deal with 60-plus people at Hunnell Road uh, in Redmond. There is the runway exclusion zone, so it's... And the, what is that? That is the land under the approach to the runway, which by FAA regulations is not allowed to be, you know, occupied, basically. And um, the FAA has notified the airport two or three years ago that, that that has to be emptied out because with people out there and you know aircraft approaching and taking off there are certain safety hazards involved is there a lot of fatalities in the winter because of the cold weather you know it's hard to know but yeah every year there is a on the longest day of the year which is december 21st i believe or, or thereabouts uh the homeless leadership coalition and other service providers do a, a service that night to honor the people that they know about that were homeless and, and died mm -hmm. um but you know we know there are others who that because we're not in contact with uh, or, or other reasons <coughs> excuse me um pass away during the year and they just you know they're just not known. Wow. This problem is absolutely overwhelming. Um, in an interview with George Endicott here on The Point last December 28th, he said about homelessness that there is, quote, no solution. How do you respond to that, and how do you anticipate the new city council and mayor will respond? Uh, well, when you refuse to get involved and work for solutions, then there is no solution. Um, there are solutions. Homelessness is a huge problem it's developed over you know the last 40 years or so it's not something we can solve overnight it's not something that uh, homelessness is not a problem that you solve by just focusing on homelessness alone it's really uh, a symptom i think of larger issues that we need to deal with in our society homeless services are kind of a safety net and our safety net is frayed now and we can fix that safety net which is when we concentrate on services to the homeless, that's what we're doing. But as long as we have people falling into that net, that net's going to continue to fray and people are going to continue to fall through. You know, we need to keep people in housing. 
we need uh, what I call achievable housing since affordable housing means so many different things to people but um, you know about half our population in Redmond is rent uh, burdened you know they're paying more than the government considers you know a, a, the amount you should pay which is about one thirty of your income just knowing that there's people out there honoring those who have passed, even though homeless people aren't known that well, is moving to see how many people care about the issue. But in an article published in the Redmond Spokesman, you mentioned that everyone has a different opinion with regards to the homeless situation, and that is why it is important to get diverse perspectives. So how is this valuable, and do you believe there is more than one possible solution to the homeless crisis? I believe there's not just one solution. I don't think, uh, you know, there's no one thing that's going to um, solve this situation for us. It's going to require a lot of things because homeless people run the entire gamut of, of humanity. Just like, you know, your neighbors, there are some people uh, who fit the stereotypes of homelessness. There are other people who, you know... Uh, are holding down jobs, uh, raising a family, and living out of a van. Um, it's, you know, it's again, the full gamut of humanity and the need, needs that they have range from, you know, I just need to get stable long enough to get my act together so we can go forward to people who, if they're going to be in housing and stay there, are going to need assistance for the rest of their lives. So, yeah, there which is why we need a lot of different solutions and it's also why we need to bring uh, the rest of the community beyond the service providers into it because if we're going to have a, an answer we need our politicians involved and willing to invest we need the community you know, the development community um, who is trying to bring businesses to Redmond and Central Oregon to be invested because we know that having the homeless in South where they're trying to convince a business to move makes it difficult for them to bring in that. Um, we need, you know, our churches involved. We need our businesses involved. Um, we need the entire community kind of wrapping around this problem. And even though we all have different motivations for wanting to address the issue and our job gives us different um, thing, different requirements that we have to meet, um, we all need to come together and find out what we can do working together to solve this issue. Let's talk about the upcoming event in Redmond on January 19th. Let's talk about homelessness, which Louise will actually be moderating. So tell us about this forum, who will be on the panel, and what will they be discussing? Um, the forum is kind of... The forum is kind of an outgrowth of what we were talking about before the break, the need to bring the community together, uh, all its different viewpoints, and work together to find common solutions. We're uh, going to be January 19th, as you said, 7 o'clock at Mountain View Fellowship in Redmond. Uh, we uh, have on the panel uh, Chief Devin Lewis of the Redmond Police Department, uh, Steve Curley of Redmond Economic Development, Inc., um, uh, Colleen Thomas, who is not from Redmond, but has uh, works with the, been the County Behavioral Health Department uh, and has done outreach in Redmond for years. Uh, Rick Russell, who is pastor of Mountain View Fellowship and also uh, leads up our safe parking program in Redmond through Mountain View Community Development. We actually had him on the show about three weeks ago. Okay. We have Kara Poligi, who is the... Um, uh, 
student advocate at Redmond uh, School District, uh, dealing with student homelessness, which is a whole almost another field. Uh, currently, they're counting 90 students at Redmond schools that are homeless uh, at the end of the school year last year because they start at zero and build throughout the year finding the students. At the end of the school, this school last year, they had 180 students who were counted as homelessness. Wow. And I have left someone off that list, and I can't remember how I've mentioned it at the moment, but I apologize. That's okay. I'm curious. What... <laughs> The children that are homeless, are they like couch surfing or living out of vans? What? Yeah, the, the thing with the point in time count, which we discussed earlier, there's a spe very specific definition of homelessness. And that means on that one night in January, you spent that night in a place that wasn't designed for human habitation or a shelter or you were received money to stay at a hotel. So if you paid for your own hotel, if you were couch surfing or uh, a, you know, doubled up as a family, you're not counted as homelessness. The school system uses a different metric. If your family is doubled up, if you're couch surfing, uh, if you're going through those things, the school system considers you homelessness. So another reason the point in time count is really not uh, up to date. So I was wondering um, if a student is homeless, how often do they remain homeless for their whole life or is it an easy thing to get out of? Um, it's not an easy thing to get out of. We know that um, one of the the prime indicators for adult homelessness is having experienced homelessness as a youth. I can't give you any direct statistics, but obviously if you've had that trauma in your life and often um, homelessness is a result of multiple traumas, um, You've started down that path, and if you know people don't intervene, uh, like Kara at the the school district, or you know something else to help you get stabilized, the odds you know you're starting already at a disadvantage, and your odds of becoming homeless at some point are vastly increased. So I'm assuming then that the event can be streamed. The event will be streamed on benbulletin.com uh, and the spokesman.com website, redmondspokesman.com website. So we're all getting together to talk. What do you hope to accomplish with this event? One of the things that has frustrated me the most since I've got involved in homelessness is um, the lack of discussion across the community. Um, our service providers are wonderful service providers. They're not politicians or even former failed politicians. Uh, you know, they are people who do good, very heartfelt work, but, you know, they're not, they're not used to going to a, a city council or the county and asking them for money. Uh, they frustrate me sometimes because they start bargaining against themselves before they even get in front of the, you know, the politicians. It's like, oh, well, we really don't need this amount. We could get by with this. And it's, so, so, you know, it's, we need the help of the community, you know, the people who have the skills that are separate from being a service provider, but essential to getting the work done, fundraising, uh, management, uh, you know, board education, putting a nonprofit together. We need all the skills in the community. We need to work with our police department. We need to work with our economic development. Um, so I'm hopeful this is starting a conversation. I hope this isn't the end of something. I hope it's the beginning. Nice. I do, I do too. Uh, wow. There's so much, so much. Um, 
when you were on previously, we talked about Oasis Village. Tell our listeners, what is Oasis Village and where are we with that? Oasis Village is a, a series of small, independent, basically bedroom shelters, is how Bob Bohack likes to refer to them, uh, in a village setting of you know, 10, 20, 30 units uh, with a common space, a common area for all the facilities. Uh, we've been working for four years and really pushing hard the last two years to uh, find a location and raise funds. Uh, we have funds raised. We have a potential location, but it's located in East Redmond and needs utilities uh, taken under the highway to get there. So it's, it's a protracted negotiation that's going on uh, even as we speak. So we don't have a... Uh, a firm commitment on when we can start and we don't have a firm commitment on when we'll be available. And this is one of the real problems with uh, homeless services, um, actually deploying the services. Uh, Shepherd's House Shelter in Redmond, which is coming and had hoped to be opened um, for the winter this year, or at least part of the winter, and then was targeting spring. I, I talked with Andrew Hoxima there who's going to be running the Redmond operation and they're now talking you know into fall next year before they can get it uh, open and that's you know some of the initial delays were all the permitting and that process and now it's just a very busy construction time and it's it's hard to to get things done and they keep pushing forward and generally um, a lot of these things involve renovating a building and I don't know if you've ever been involved in renovating a home, but that process never goes according to plan. Absolutely. Well, one project that did, I don't know if it went according <laughs> to plan, but it finally got open is the Bethlehem Inn facility in Redmond. How's that going? Uh, it's going well. I It did not go according to plan. Again, that was renovating an old hotel, and I know they ran into things like mold and, uh, you know, parts of the building that had to be replaced. Uh, it became a much more expensive, much more time-consuming project than they imagined. But um, they are open. They are taking uh, entries in. I'm not certain of the number of people they have in there currently. Uh, the entries right now are going through uh, the Bethlehem End in Bend. But um, they are open and operating and still have some room for some, some people. James, thank you for your time this morning. You've been listening to a KPOV Critical Conversation. To hear more engaging interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash critical conversations.